Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive everyone's voice is always welcome on the chuck and julie show welcome everybody for the day after the scc meeting which will which was hilarious republican party state central committee right and uh we'll have dave williams on about that steal the party basically successfully successfully stealing a dead corpse um but but you know maybe they can have cadaver or whatever um, no. But before that, this is the Chuck and Julie show. True straight up. Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden brought to you by. The show brought to you by uh, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, HappyTrees.co and Denver Cenogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Also today, in a second here, as soon as James gets him on the phone, or Thomas, he's James. As soon as Thomas gets James on the phone, we're going to be talking to James Herson. He's an author, commentator, writes for Newsmax, which um, you may have heard has been um, canceled by DirecTV. D-platform. OANN was last. We have a soundbite from Lauren Bobert talking about that, too. Also, um, poor. I mean, I'm beginning to feel sorry for Joe Biden on this whole FBI thing, right? We'll talk about that. They searched the FBI searches home this morning. Um, Somebody leaked it to the media. Um, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, well, we've got James on the line, line three, James Harrison, uh, Harrison. from Harrison from Newsmax. Welcome to the program. Oh, it's great to be with you. How are you? We're good. Good, good, We're good. thank you. So and we'll play the soundbite. I don't know if you know, Lauren Bobert was talking about Newsmax and you guys today um, on the floor. Um, but basically, you know, you're a commentator. We've had you on your show before. You write for Newsmax. Just not going to be able to see you anymore on DirecTV, huh? Nope. You know, I've been associated with Newsmax for 25 years. Wow. I've written for their magazine. I've appeared on the TV thing. Uh, And it's just, you know, this is a a watershed moment. It's it's beyond, you know, I I have a personal bias because I'm friends with Chris and I know the place, Chris Ruddy. But this is the fourth largest cable news outfit in the country and it comes on the heels of direct tv uh censoring oan and it's um and we know it's all part of a pattern i think we have to look at it through the lens of what elon musk has graciously allowed us to see in the twitter files and that is that we have evidence of collusion between party officials, government officials, and high-tech corporations in order to censor speech, but only on one side of the aisle. Right, right. And the important thing to realize is DirecTV has uh, 22, not just liberal, you know, uh, far-left uh, networks with minuscule audiences, and many of whom, like a uh, good example, is Vice Media, which yes. is subsidized by an affiliate of Direct TV, one of their owners, and you know advocates 
left-wing violence, uh, is a fan of BLM and Antifa, and they keep those on. You know, so this is, it's clear that this, it violates the spirit of free expression that is an American value. It violates uh, the First Amendment if, in fact, government is colluded, and I think we're going to see evidence that they have. And um, it's it's doing a disservice at, at a key time. Obviously, everybody knows presidential election campaigns are starting. The primaries right. are starting. Right. Yeah. And if there's anything that triggers the left, it's Donald Trump. Yeah. And Newsmax, along with a few other outlets, have continued to air Trump rallies, right. Trump speeches, right. you know. Right. And so this is all, you know, I think part of the motive is to get Trump uh, deplatformed. And right. so Newsmax suffers from bringing, you know, a little broader array of facts to its audience. Well, and there's several things I want to point out because, you know, we're here in, in Colorado, in Denver, where we can't watch the Nuggets or the Avalanche, two professional teams, because they're in a contract and fee dispute with Comcast. But that's not what's going on here, right? This has nothing to do with fees, nothing to do with any of that. This is just direct TV, just taking them off because of the content, right? No, no, absolutely. It's They used fee... You know, in other words, in the cable business, they're always negotiating the fees that are paid to individual networks. It's a constant. And Newsmax's fees are very low compared to its audience. So DirecTV used that as an excuse. Um, But in fact, here's, you know, we know DirecTV is owned by AT&T. They're executives of AT&T that have prohibited employees from giving, at least reportedly have, have stopped them from giving campaign contributions in one direction as opposed to the other. But here's what's real important. I put it in an article on Newsmax. There's an entity that most people haven't heard of called TPG. And TPG is a hedge fund. And I guess we put them in the same category. They're a global hedge fund that buys um, and invests in businesses to the tune of tens of billions of dollars, similar to BlackRock. Yes. And TPG fully brags and boasts about embracing ESG. And we know what ESG is, is basically corporate wokeness. Yes, yes. And and it's a measuring stick. In other words, what has happened to America in the corporate world while we weren't looking is that people like the people that run BlackRock, Vanguard, companies like TPG have imposed a wokeness measuring stick. And they essentially tell companies, well, you know, if you want us to continue to invest in your company, meaning buy the stock and cause the stock price to either be uh, stable or go up, then you're going to have to uh, embrace wokeness. And that's why we've seen America change. We've seen, you know, the NBA change, the NFL, um, uh, virtually almost every Fortune 500 company 
But this is no exception. Well, and it's the problem is, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, let me, and here's the thing too, that I think is really dangerous about this because I suspect this is, so let's say you're another company, let's say you're Fox or let's say you're whatever, right? And this is a signal to you, I think, from, from the people at DirecTV and this TPG that, hey, you guys want to play Donald Trump? We'll de-platform they, you too. They don't need to send that message. The Murdoch's already Well, I'm saying that what it does is it said, for instance, we saw at Fox is changing and we've seen Fox you know, Dominion starts rattling its lawsuit saber and they back off on that. Um, I mean, they, they threaten to deplat for them and they make a lot. I mean, obviously it would be very harmful to another cable station if they deplat from that. But I, but I think that's what they're sending a message well, to, right? That's the only competition Fox has. Oh, yeah. Is, is no, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fox is happy about this. But Julie's making a great point, And that is, this is not going to stop. Right. This is something, it's meant to chill. It's meant to get people to think before they indulge in certain political speech, and especially if it has to do with exposing the country to, to Donald Trump's rallies and speeches. Yeah. And it's the reason yeah. I say it's not going to stop is that there's a whole host of other types of, you know, podcasts and streaming television that are using other outlets and are using right. uh, other types of um, typically Internet-oriented companies. And any one of those could turn and start not only censoring Newsmax, but censoring, you know, a, a whole host of sure. right oh, yeah. leaning, you know, like a re, um, Real America's Voice, for example, which is right. also, you know, well-watched because of Steve Bannon. Um, right. They, they could start deplatforming them, much like they did with Parler. So we yeah. have to nip this in the bud, and that's why I'm very gratified. You mentioned um, Lauren Boebert. I really, right. it's like a congressional who's who that has stood up, and and even Ron DeSantis recently made a statement. I think the idea that Congress has to investigate this, you know, I mentioned the TPG situation, but also there were before Directv knocked OAN off. Right. Um, there were these letters written by Democrat office holders and the letters were written not just to direct tv but a whole host of um content um providing right. companies mm-hmm. and essentially what the letters said is that you uh, you know you need to account for the misinformation that you're mm-hmm. allowing right. on your platform right. from from newsmax oan and fox well, you know, Fox may find themselves in the crosshairs because now it's been two out of three. So, yeah. uh, but that, but I, I agree with you. This is a trend. This right. is America having fallen fallen over a cliff. Right. And if we we're we're trying to hold on to some branches, we're trying, and there's a, <laughs> there's lots of bright spots of good news. But if we continue falling, we're falling right into tyranny. There's no question about it. 
Well, so you know, we, I can show our show, for example, you know, we were kicked off. Now it's been almost a year, a year and a half off of YouTube for, for talking about masks, right? Um, the other day we posted, uh, we did a show and we played the Paul Pelosi body cam video, right? And immediately got a thing from Facebook saying they were eliminating, they pulled it down, right? And they stopped our, our live broadcast. We were live streaming on it and they stopped that because it was graphic. Now we did two days ago a show where we had it was a police shooting kind of thing which was way more graphic and warn our people but not a word from facebook right so they clearly targeted the paul pelosi body cam video it's and i think like you said what we've seen from twitter is that the curtain what we suspected was happening we now know for sure is happening but it's not enough just to know because as we've seen on direct tv let's play the lauren bobert one yes but let me james we're going to play so people can hear what lauren bobert had to say about this exact same thing thomas if you could please play please please play the bobert sound at midnight, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, Newsmax was removed from DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, and UVerse, denying 13 million customers this highly rated news channel. This is not the first time that we've seen this, and I'm afraid that it won't be the last time that we are seeing this here in our great country. OAN was deplatformed by DirecTV in April of 2022. So what's next? Fox News? Will the Weather Channel be canceled next if they refuse to bow to the left's altar of climate change? What about the History Channel? We see on a regular basis the left wants to erase history and deny truth. How about TBN? There has definitely been an increase in disdain and intolerance um, by many liberals for Christian beliefs. And she, she kind of goes on, but James, I think she's she's hitting it on the head, right? We have no reason um, to believe that DirecTV is going to stop there, do we? Absolutely. But they're not going to stop. And it's not just DirecTV, of course. Right. We're up against the entire corporate world and we, we must, as Americans, we must turn it around. I love Lauren Boebert, and I, and I praise her for carefully drafting that little speech. I mean, it was really well done because she brought out a, a couple of other things. You know, where this idea of turning speech under and having it go under the umbrella of disinformation, misinformation, is a way to... Also, um, censor history and censor religious expression. And it's clear the left has no shame whatsoever in both of those areas. And so, absolutely, they will continue to do that. There's history that is factual, that is being uh, censored because it's somehow deemed uh, to be intolerant or to create, be insensitive. Um, it's changing the area that I normally cover. It's changing stories that are told in Hollywood, um, where uh, at Walter Hill is a very famous story director, and he yes. Yes. is very respected. He couldn't make a Western, a traditional Western, because... They didn't want a Western unless it was woke, and a woke Western is not a Western. 
Right. So he, well, had to, he had to go out and seek financing from outside of the United States. This is a guy who's made like 20 films and has a tremendous track record. And so this, this notion that we're going to reshape people's thoughts is, is fully embraced by today's Democrat Party, by the Biden administration, and unfortunately by tens of thousands of woke employees in Silicon Valley, Hollywood, newsrooms. Um, and and that's, uh, that's why, you know, for example, just a little bit off track, but I want to mention okay. because I've... I cover Hollywood. I'm an entertainment lawyer. The greatest entertainment company in the world, the most influential, most powerful, is Disney. Disney's brand is destroyed. And why? Why? Well, it's it's that ESG I talked about, but it's also the fact that their employees are similar to the employees in all the high-tech companies. They're they embrace and have been brainwashed into uh, the woke virus, as Elon Musk calls it. And remember when Elon Musk took over Twitter, he had to fire 80% of the employees. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what well, Bob it, Iger has to do with Disney. Right. Well, Bob, Bob, the head of Disney, Bob Iger, the former head and now the present head of Bob Iger, totally changed employee policies. And so he started hiring people on their wokeness. Um, and so it, wa- it wasn't just the people joined and then became woke. He hired specifically more and more woke people. And then when, when, and then when they had the Florida, uh, brouhaha, all those employees went to the then head of Disney and said, you know, we're ashamed of you. You should have come after us on the don't say gay bill. So I um, mean, I think none of this. Just happens. It comes after yeah. a long period of indoctrination. You're me, but you sell kind of thing. No, no, it's true. It, it, it is after our academic institutions were infiltrated. It's after our media has been totally infiltrated. And the brainwashing has been dripping constantly for decades. And so you're right. But I think Iger knows now yeah. that if he's going to turn it around, the brand is tarnished and Disney's heading for oblivion and he's going to have to pull an Elon Musk or Disney's going to die. He's I mean, not really to, is he, he is not the man for that task. I can tell you that. No, he, you're right about that, but he could, he's capable of that task. He's actually one of the smartest executives in the business. When you look at his ability, you know, he acquired Marvel, Pixar, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, and all, you know, basically he acquired all the best franchises in the world and put them under. And then ran them into the ground like Star Wars. And ran them into, well, his woke employees. Well, the ones he hired. Right, and Hollywood is, you know, the Hollywood, whoever's going to turn Disney around has to stand up to the Hollywood community. So, yeah, my choice to run Disney would be Mike Lindell. Yeah, you know, excellent choice. Excellent choice. 
<laughs> It'd probably be more entertaining. Well, and you know, James, what's what's also disturbing about this is I think, you know, as conservatives, we know, because if you're one of the 13 million people who was watching Newsmax on direct TV, now all of a sudden you can't, so you're aware. But there are so many people I run into who aren't particularly political who don't understand this yeah, is going on. I mean, you look at like the Hamilton 68 thing, which we just learned, which was, I mean, there is no shame. So it was supposed to be like a, what, a dis- dashboard. Yeah, dashboard where you could go to to get disinformation. And they just Russian lied Russian. and called every conservative a Russian bot, right? And we see now. And that intimidated even the woke people at, at Twitter not to reveal it. And then we, we no, see now the guy, who, guy who did this story with the Columbia Journalism Review, oh, yeah, where he's yeah. kind of talking about how the press, you know, colluded yeah. to destroy Trump. No one's covering that. I mean, and that's the other concern I have is it's people, I think, conservatives are well aware of this anymore, but I just, how do we make sure, because I think the average person would be opposed to this if they understood it was going on. But I just don't think they, they enough people know. What do you think? No, the so-called normies yeah. are walking around in a daze. Yes. And, yes. But, you know, we, we've we seen miracles. So, you know I mean? I'm a spiritual person. I believe we're in a spiritual battle, and I believe our prayers are making a difference. Elon Musk's a miracle. What yes. he did at Twitter is a freaking miracle. What yes. has happened in, just recently... We've seen a bunch of amazing uh, things happen in our judicial system. Uh, we praise God and thank him for the jury system where uh, Mike Hauk, right. the yeah. pro-lifer who had his house raided last September, yeah. was acquitted by a D.C. jury. Right. You realize right. that is a absolute miracle. This father of seven, justice was done. But nobody was betting that would happen. No one. Everyone. No, it is interesting because I had a, uh, a sister-in-law who was a, a judge in, in the District of Columbia. You mean a brother-in-law? No, it's a sister-in-law. Um, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, and, and she said the one thing about D.C. juries, well, in most courts, 90, 95% convictions. In D.C., it's it's only like forty five or forty two, because uh, they don't they don't like or believe in the government. So he might have caught some of those people who would they expect him because he's white and religious and all that. They're going to turn on him. But the man went, wait a minute, these are the same ones that keep on dragging in the beat up suspects and stuff. No, no. You never know. Hey, well, well James, even uh, the judge in that case thought it it shouldn't have been brought. You know, and yeah. he asked the prosecutors, I mean, don't you think you've stretched the, it's called the face statute that they use? Yes. I mean, yes. this guy, this was a serious case. He could have gotten 11 years in prison. Yes, the sure. father of seven, yeah. uh, religious pro-life guy. I mean, but uh, it, it's, yeah, it's possible. You never know. But actually, the jury system, as ugly as it may be, is the best in the world. And the uh, and jurors take their job very seriously. And African Americans in D.C. Uh, they distrust your right. They they have an inherent distrust of prosecution and sympathy for the pro life cause. Right. So right. this is, right. this is a guy who was a volunteer. He, he prayed the rosary in front of abortion clinics and yeah. took the abuse. 
And I think a lot of the uh, D.C. people, I don't know who the defense lawyer was, but I think probably it was... Senator Elias for Defending Freedom. It's a a nonprofit that we've had on various times. The one thing he's lucky, he's got a decent judge. A lot of the judges for the January 6th defendants really prevent any kind of defense being held. Uh, Here, he at least got a fair trial and and is lucky uh, to get a good verdict. Well, James, I say he's blessed. He's yes, blessed. There you go. That's a better word. That's a better word. It says expect miracles. So you're right. So, hey, listen, I know you'll have to go. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time. Where can people find out Newsmax? Um, they can still read you on Newsmax. They just can't watch you on DirecTV. But where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me at Newsmax.com. And also I have a website, James Herson. H-I-R-S-E-N dot com. And I'm on Twitter. The Jim Jams is my handle. All right. All right. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. You have a great day. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it. James Herson. Yeah, I mean, it it is funny. I was having a conversation with somebody today who was talking about podcasts and various platforms. And I was saying, and this is a non-political person, and I was saying, you got to be careful. And he's like, really? They censored you? You (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Let me read this real quick. um, Some of the comments from Leo. DirecTV, that same company that has in the past emailed their employees that if a snowstorm would keep them from work, they should pay for a nearby hotel themselves. There you go. And then also from Leo, Mike Lindell would hire Andrew Dice Clay to be in charge of the creative content at Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, really. Um, we're going to have in a couple of minutes. Um, well, I guess maybe go ahead and have yeah, a call. Call. Hey, call so, if you want to call Dave Williams now. Um, and so Chuck was on this call as a member. So we're talking about this brouhaha that's been brewing. It's not just really in El Paso County. It it's is everywhere. everywhere in the country between the grassroots and the establishment. So wherever the grassroots win, then the establishment tries to get well, they, they cheat that. They cheat and Just they steal. lie and they steal. And then they go to Christy Burton Brown. Who's the who, Colorado Republican Party chair. Chair who was elected by the grassroots and portrayed them time and time again. So here they said, we don't want the new election to be run by the present chair. Because want, she's grassroots. But we want it to be by one of your lackeys. Uh, and we want another group of commissioners, all of which don't like the El Paso County chair, to check on who should be able to vote and who should be thrown out. <laughs> Um, and so normally the, the case, what happens is you, you're required to first bring it to your local county, uh, SEC, and then, and then bring it back up. But they have enough time because the, the election is only in a few days. So instead they just went right Winning up. The rhinos goes the rhinos and, and winding to Christy Burton Brown. And Christy Burton Brown is required of one third, I think, or maybe it's a quarter of the SEC asked for a meeting, but they didn't. So she just said, well, I think it's a good idea anyway. She said, oh, all you people asked for this. Hey, uh, and then it turns out her father was one of the complainants who was accused of and shown a video of uh, allegedly uh, beating up a grandmother or tussling or whatever you want to call it. Wonderful guy, wonderful daughter. Um, and so last night was was this this herky jerky rigged meeting zoom zoom meeting with eight million people. Eight million. Dave up, we've got Dave Williams. With okay, us. Dave. Hey, Dave. Keep Dave Williams, us. former representative from El Paso County, who helped. Uh, fight the good fight and is continuing the good fight for the for the decent people in El Paso County. Great to get you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I I got to tell you, there's no better example of Kabuki Theater or Kangaroo Court than what happened last night. Um, 
if anyone is under the illusion that Christy Burton Brown is a member of the grassroots tonight, to last night should dispel any of those myths. She is, right. she is establishment through and through, and she's she's worse than that. She's uh, someone who will rig uh, the system and corrupt the yes. process to the point yes. uh, where she'll get the outcome uh, that she so desires, and that's and what happened last yeah. night. Well, and so they voted. So, so folks know. So they voted. They being whoever, <laughs> all those million people on Zoom, um, according to Christy Burton Brown. Well, there were three hundred and one people. It was really f- close to five hundred members, but three hundred and one showed up on the on the Zoom meeting, but only a hundred and sixty or so voted. Um, but but they voted though to allow what the Colorado politics is describing as a neutral, neutral party. party. Like, neutral yeah, party. and that, and that's the big that's the big problem here that the. You know the press is certainly they're going to be lazy about at best, um, no, or they're not going to be simply lazy. Carry, well, carry water. No, 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 they're owned by Phil Anschutz. That publication's owned by Phil Anschutz, and the Denver Post hates grassroots. They're not being lazy. They know exactly uh, they're what doing they're doing. They're doing the job. They're yeah, exactly. Well, the right. So I mean, the the here here's the truth. This the state part, and there's there's a lot of dynamics and components to all this. So I'll break it down. You know, as easy as okay. I can. What happened last night was an attempt by. Uh, a minority faction within El Paso who lost power, um, and and they're working with Christie to orchestrate a coup in El Paso County because they know they can't win in a fair fight. And so right. they did two things. They wanted to remove uh, Vicki Tonkins from her duties, uh, which you know usurps the will of the voters because the voters put her in office right. twice. Um, and they wanted to remove. Uh, certain people uh, that have volunteered for our party and represent bre- represent precincts, um, uh, you know, which comprise of thousands, tens of thousands of voters uh, across right. our county. And they did that because they, the establishment and KBB in this case, figured that those people, um, this segment that we're talking about, would end up voting for Vicky. And so right. they're the ones rigging the election. They're the ones you know, engaging in uh, these shenanigans to orchestrate a win for their side when they haven't been able to win, you know, the past two or three times. So that's what it comes down to. And so Christie orchestrated this entire special meeting in violation of the law and in violation of our own rules uh, so that they could dump Vicky and dump voters and disenfranchised fellow Republicans. My favorite part of the meeting, and there were lots of favorite parts, <laughs> was when she said, now, I hope everybody will respect the process. This crooked, <laughs> corrupt process. I hope you all are going to, you know, either way, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, because if she loses, she can't do anything about it, but if she wins, she can stomp on people. I mean, she is the worst, and I mean the worst party chair in Colorado history. I mean, she's that so sleazy. I, that I don't disagree with, Chuck. I <laughs> mean, the results of the election speak for themselves, which would, you know, make that the case just from yes. an objective standpoint. But in terms right. of actually trying to bring the party together and build it to make it stronger, she's done the exact opposite of that. Yes. She just, yes. last night, what she did was she lit a match and threw it on a powder keg. And yes. she has yes. turned, you know, a, a deep divide in El Paso into a hot, open, you know, civil war that is not going to go away. You know, her, her nonsense about, I hope people respect this 
is is laughable at best. It's it's oh, not going to happen. We, we the party is imploding right in front of us, and she is helping to destroy what's left of our Colorado Republican Party. Well, let me ask and you I, this: I want to put. Go ahead. I was going to say, is she is she doing that? Do you think because they realize the grassroots is winning and that they would rather blow up the party than let somebody else be in power? I. I think she's sold her soul because she figures that the establishment has more resources or more political influence that would somehow down the road, you know, whether it's in short term or long term, benefit her personally. And I think that's where she's at. I, you'd have to ultimately ask her why she's screwing over the people she claims that you know she came from. Uh, but ultimately, I think it, you know, always comes in my experience in the legislature is it always comes down to power and money. If you can, yes. if you can, if you can reason why these people do these things, it usually comes down to one of those two, uh, one of those two uh, motivations. Well, the, but the, the one thing I want to, the one thing I do want to, well, wait, let wait. me point out one other thing. I mean, you were a very strong supporter of KB. As were we initially. Well, Steve was a lot, I mean, Dave was a lot more. He was a strong advocate for and really helped her win the position. Would that be accurate, Dave? Uh, Dave? No, it's not. It's not inaccurate. I mean, I did support Christie, and, you know, I I unfortunately told people that I thought she'd do a good job, and, you know, she proved me wrong. But, you know, that's a mistake that I'm happy to own and tell people that um, we don't got to live with it. We don't have to take her her crap. We don't have to take her, um, her uh, dishonesty or corruption. We can clean up this town, so to speak. Uh, but it's, it starts with, you know, throwing her out, which thank God she's not running again, uh, for reelection. Cause if she was, I'd be one of the you know, first people <laughs> making sure she was thrown out of office. Uh, but you know, we, we need to be able to right that wrong. And I think a lot of us, made a mistake and i i did make a mistake and you know my hope is well, that but truly choice really, really was i mean casper but casper, no, scott casper gessler. scott gessler everybody thought well we know he's an establishment hack and it turns out he would have been a far better even as an establishment well, you hack. Know, but yeah you uh, at least you'd know what you get and rather being betrayed and shot down i mean she appointed you to the executive committee which so she thought you she could con you pretty well um, and, and it's, it's, she certainly destroyed any chance she has in the future for any political influence outside of the limited establishment circle, but maybe that's all that matters. And we're talking with Dave well, Williams, the representative from El Paso well, I mean, County. It, 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 de- it depends, it depends on what she has in mind. I mean, she, she right. lives in Ken Buck's, I think, congressional district. So mm-hmm. maybe she's just biding her time or, you know, maybe she'll run for some other political office. Who knows? Yeah, you know, it could be that, or or she could be just hoping for a cushy job like some of the other sellout, you know, folks in her right. party. Sure, she is. Right, and and both, right? Need a cushy um, job until but, you can run for Ken Buck's position. Well, what about this? So there was one hope. Well, hope is probably too strong of a word, but the vote was probably closer for you know to to steal the party and and do this coup was was closer. I bet than she thought it was going to be. Do you do you think? I well, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not even sure these results are legitimate, given the fact that we had 301 people credential in, but only 262 odd some votes that were, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, tabulated together. Um, so that, you know, my math is there's about 40, 40 ballots potentially that were not um, tabulated or at least not turned in. And I do know from the chat, uh, the chat box in the Zoom meeting, you had a ton of people, including elected officials, saying they never received a ballot, you know, so yeah. that they could vote. And I think right. what's troubling to me, what's troubling to me on all this is, one, we had a huge segment of the population who could vote at that meeting. They didn't get to vote. And then number two, Christy, because she was the chair, you know, put in place this arbitrary, you know, time for ballots to be, um, or yeah, for ballots to be cast. So well, Kevin Lumberg said it beautifully. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Lumberg said it's right. OCA, we're going to have a trial. Uh, you vote to have 15 minutes to present your case, um, and now we'll have a vote. And by the way, yeah, yeah. the defense can't really present anything because I'm <laughs> I'm, prohi- I'm prohibiting it. it be- so you don't really get 15 yeah, minutes. And I think the and your your viewers should understand sort of that process, right? It's not just the fact that there's you know for some reason 301 people tuned into the meeting, but they decided not to. Not all of them decided to vote. That's a question mark that we need to look at. Uh, number one, but number two, you know, the process itself where Christy is deliberately putting her thumb on the scale, where her dad is a party to the complaint, right? Where, where she's before the meeting starts, right? She's outlining how there's been quote misinformation out there, effectively yeah. helping the complainants, right? right. Make their case. And then she's cutting people off and she's, right. you know, doing everything she can to ignore procedural legitimate, right. you know, questions that were brought before the committee, uh, even to the point where her so-called neutral, you know, parliamentarian uh, is, you know, helping her figure out a way, figure, figure out ways to get around the procedural objections right. this entire right. meeting. I mean, we had a point in the meeting where Kevin Lundberg, former Senator Kevin Lundberg, said we should adjourn. I moved to adjourn. And, <laughs> you know, Chris, Christy, Christy actually held the vote properly, but she couldn't discern uh, whether or not, uh, you know, which side won, which I don't, that's what she claimed. I think our side actually did win. Right. And, you know, she decided, well, I better, you know, I better figure something else out. And then she comes back and says, well, you know what, Uh, upon reading the rules, uh, we can't adjourn. (laughs) <laughs> we, we can't. Well, so it takes a two thirds. We're all forced to stay here. Oh yeah, it takes a two thirds vote. Stay here until you guys vote the way I want. That's that's what she pursued, and that's what she did. I mean, the whole thing was a travesty, and and then you add in the fact that each side was only given, uh, you know, fifteen minutes to make their case, and another fifteen minutes, you know, for three hundred people to debate on the issue. Yeah. It was clear from and the she start. Could call whoever she wanted to call. Well, yeah, and, she, and we couldn't. And this is this is why why it's so important to have in person meetings because right. it's harder for the chair to ignore objections yes. in that format. As yeah, if you could just mute everybody. Well, and I, did, yeah. I mean, again, so people understand. So, so what happened here was the establishment in El Paso County didn't like the fact that the grassroots, there are more grassroots people than there were establishment people. So any election of party leadership was going to end up reelecting Vicki Tonkins or a grassroots person. So knowing they couldn't win, they go whining to their corrupt partner, Christy Burton Brown, and say, we need to basically just take the power away from those people. And we got to be able to throw out her 
uh, PCPs who work hard. Anybody who don't like faster, which we can get rid of them. Yeah. And Chrissy said, okay. And they did. But the thing is, is yeah. they didn't do it. It wasn't like this was like out of the 300 people who were there, you know, 299 said, yeah, this is really a problem. We got to get rid of it. It was really almost, it was pretty split. And, and, and she still said, yay. Okay. So, I mean, there were a lot of people, it seemed to me that had a lot of questions and concerns about the way this is being handled. And she just didn't care. It's like, they're like, okay, good. My friends, the rhinos are in charge of El Paso County now. And don't you any other little pesky grassroots get any ideas in your county? I mean, that's the message I think she's sending. Well, to I want to, I really want to nail down on this, right? I don't, I'm not convinced that we necessarily lost quote the vote because okay. when people, when people were not given the ability to vote and you have 40 potential outstanding ballots, maybe it's even less, but still you have outstanding ballots. Um, you know, what is the actual result? I mean, yeah, I suppose at a certain point, the chair could, you know, cut off, you know, the vote and the results are the results at that point. But you had 301 people show up and only 262 ballots cast. Now, you might be able to argue some of that, but you're not, you're not going to be able to argue all of it. But here's another way to look at it. There are 491 uh, members of the state central committee. Um, of that, only 301 people supposedly credentialed in. And of that, only 262 people voted. And of that, only 139 people voted yes and 123.8 voted no. So what you're telling me, in other words, is about a quarter of the party, about a quarter of the party voted to violate the law and interfere in in, uh, an internal county party conflict. That's not a way to resolve any of this. Uh, They do not have a mandate. They do not have the authority to do what they do. And they certainly don't have the support from the party to actually do what they're going to do. This is a farce from the beginning. And this is exactly why we're, you know, we're going to court. Well, 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 let's go bring that uh, representative Williams. What is the good news or at least the potentially good news? Well, well, I, you know, we're going to court. We filed suit in Arapahoe County District Court, and uh, we're hoping that an impartial judge uh, <laughs> will be appointed to adjudicate this case. And that mm-hmm. at the very least, we figure it will be more impartial than Christie, uh, because you know Christie's dad was a party to the conflict, um, and presumably whatever judge you know hears this you know, has no connection to the conflict. Uh, but at the very least, we'll be able to present, you know, our side of the the dispute with clear evidence uh, in a format that um, has to adhere to some sort of, you know, structure and and process. And well, uh, I, we I have to will say, they be I, in I, time I, though? I mean, let me ask. Yes, you. yes, yes, he can grant the temporary restraining order. Okay, but but as I can, you know, as an integral part of the uh, open. Uh, liberating the Republican primaries, you know, we got to federal court, we had a Republican judge and they threw him overboard and, and brought in the old decrepit John Kane. Um, to Kane's credit, if the old geezer deserves any, um, he at least had a fair hearing. He listened to not a thing we said. No, everything. Um, and we and may, just, we may lose, we may lose, but at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, all you can do is try. All you can do is try. And I think it's wonderful well, that the grassroots, 
fight back, right? I mean, they right. just on us, you know, not having the resources, not having the time or the energy and rolling over and playing dead. And so that would make, you know, because you, you announced ahead of time that you'd file the lawsuit. I hope everyone respects the process. I love that. <laughs> it's, it's just so easy. <laughs> so sleazy and so awful. And as I understand it, Chris Murray who, who who had said to me personally, I don't represent the party. I represent Christie. Um, I said, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but but uh, he got to give his word knocking down a uh, thing. No rebuttal to that. Um, and, yeah. and everything was no rebuttal to it. And it was it was obscene. But it, and I understand that, that he talked with the council for Vicky and Arabella said, you guys better watch out because we'll, even if we win, we'll appeal. And you go, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> How mean. How cool. And Dave, I think you put a good, one of the key points of this is, is as the chairperson of the Republican Party, Christy should have been working harder to resolve and unify. They only wanted yes. to go one way. And instead, like you said, she took, she poured fuel on this and then lit it and then watched it explode and said, okay, good. My job is done. What well, do you right? think anyone, Dave, and you're down there, Anyone on on the Vicky side is going to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to. How can I help the Republican candidates? From this, donate. Yeah, no, no, but unity unity was never the goal of Christie. I mean, no, no, it wasn't. she's lying. She's lying to you. It, it, yes. She's outright being dishonest mm-hmm. about her goal. Her goal was to help out, you know, party folks that have run. Uh, I shouldn't say just run, but ruined our party for the past, you know, several decades. Yes. Um, that was her goal. Her goal was to help out a bunch of old curmudgeon Republican country club yeah. types who, well, you know, fun. promised her something. I don't know what, but they promised her something. And that's where she's at. That That's right. what she did. She is not grassroots. And I'm happy to have this debate with her in front of her with everyone. She knows exactly how I feel. And I want your viewers to know how I, I feel about this uh, because ultimately it's not, you know, it's not about any one single individual. It's about how she's screwing over everyone in the party. And, oh, by the way, setting up a president where yes. all counties are now going to be yes. subjugated to a, uh, to yes. a minority faction of our party um, right. in the whims of a chair. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point, too, because this does set a precedent. So if, say, somebody in whatever county decides, yeah, we don't, you know, those, again, those pesky peasants, the grassroots people, um, you know, there are more of them than there are of us. So we can't win them in a fair election. So we're just going to have, you know, the corrupt chair essentially declare, do a coup, right? Suddenly we're the winners. But if, if, if you had a goal and said, I want to destroy whatever's left <laughs> of this carcass of a Republican Party. You couldn't have done a better job to destroy its main base, which is El Paso County. Uh, El Paso County is is in sunders uh, from from now on, or at least for the foreseeable future. She has destroyed whatever has been part. And I assume, just like every time when they open the primaries, when they limit the fundraising for the party, when they do all those things, they know that and don't care. Uh, they've made their peace with Polis and the devil. Um, and consultants uh, get paid anyway. Yeah. Well, why would you hire a consultant? Cause you can't win anyway. So uh, I don't know who's going to be hiring them. Maybe some house district or something. Um, all, but, all I know, all I know is that Christie is not a part of the grassroots just, just by, I mean, there's a lot of things we can point to, but certainly, you know, last night's meeting, you know, proves it. And she did it on behalf of a bunch of old, 
dying country club Republicans who have ruined our state, who have helped Democrats take it over, and God knows for what reason. It, it has some sort of personal benefit that she's getting, and I guess I'd encourage you know anyone that's interested, go follow the money, so to speak. There's, well, there's the only money you have to why follow she did this. The yeah. only money you have to follow is Phil Anschutz. He supported the party yeah. with with a with a for twenty five years, um, and he he controls everything in the state in the Republican Party. He controls Colorado politics. He's Denver Gazette. He controls Independence Institute. He owns complete Colorado, and and people are afraid. It's like Voldemort. I mean, honestly, he's Voldemort. Everybody's well, terrified. I think, I, to say. <laughs> I think. I think what you know makes me so animated about all this too is that it's not just about you know what the, what took place. There's real people that are gonna gonna be harmed by this. And the person in question is Vicky Tompkins. These people have tried their best to you know besmirch her and say uh, make false accusations and claims against her, and it's not right. It's not right, especially for someone like Christie who parades herself as a fair-minded Christian person. Who only wants to do right by others when, in fact, she's helping people uh, spread false witness against Vicky Tonkins. Um, her Vicky's reputation is on the line here, and nice. it just sickens me that someone like Christy, you know, with her phony, um, you know, facade that she puts on, uh, could go around and and do this and get away with it. And you know, that's we're not going to take it lying down. We're gonna we're gonna take this to court and you know, hopefully justice will prevail, but we understand that it may not. Yes. Um, So. And and Dave, we'll let you go. Now, let me ask you this. Do you guys need any help funding for the lawsuit? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, every one of your listeners and we'll, we'll get an email out to folks so that could be spread around, but every one of your listeners who wants us to take on the establishment wants us to pursue justice and, and not let Christy get away with her, uh, with her um, corruption, uh, go donate to the Republican Party in, in El Paso County, not the Colorado State Republican Party or not any other county, but El Paso, because we're dedicating, you know, a good amount of the funds to this legal fight because we're going to protect, you know, the voters here and we're going to protect At their least will until they take it over. We need well, your help. I could see them trying to stop. So keep us posted. I mean, I could see them saying, well, we're the El Paso kind of Republican Party now. So well, They're called the peak Republican. Oh, that's right. They're, which yeah. means really the d- the dirtiest, down, <laughs> lowest human beings that have ever walked this earth. Listen, keep us posted. Yes. On and thanks, thanks, for your, thanks for all your efforts. Yeah. You bet. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Bye-bye. Dave Williams there. Well, and, and again, it's, so this is, I mean, I'm I'm shocked that it actually even came to that. I was thinking, oh, they'll never do it. But they did. Basically, the establishment, with the help of the current GOP chair, Christy Burton Brown, just stole the El Paso County Republican Party from the grassroots people who built it, who worked for it, who did everything. And, you know, um, and and if they could do it there, they can do it anywhere. And we see this battle. And so, guys, it is I mean, so appreciate you listening. And we so appreciate the way all of you, you know, get involved and do things because we, we have to. Um, like you said, we can't give up. And like Dave said, we can't roll over and play dead. So and they're not. So that's, no, that's, and they're that's, not. That's so we'll keep you up posted on what's going on there too. Hey, we want to thank Dave and we want to thank James Herson. I remember you yeah, can- James, was, James was very good. He's yeah, great. Always yeah. um, catch all our shows at chuckandjulie.com. Thank you to the great guys at BBS for running the board and handling everything behind the scenes. And we will see you all 
on party. Okay, here's the tease. Here it comes. You just all heard about this artificial intelligence chat GPT. Yeah. Well, wait till you see. It was asked to write a poem about Donald Trump and a poem about Joe Biden. You will probably not be surprised at what came out, but it's pretty funny. So we'll okay. talk. that'll be party Friday. That'll be part of Party Friday. Well, uh, a lot of other great stuff, too. See you then.